You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organized My Thoughts podcast. You guys, I'm super excited for this week. I am just coming off of a beautiful experience and encounter with God. And so we're going to chat a little bit before we get into this episode. If you don't want to listen to me chat, definitely go ahead and skip through. As you can see by today's title, we're going to be talking about fixing our focus. But like I said, before we get into that, I just have so much to catch y'all up on. And one of the first things is, y'all, we hit 20K listens. I'm so excited. That was a goal that I set for myself last year around this time. I wanted to hit 20,000 listens. And that's a big deal for me because as someone who doesn't have a large platform, just a regular person to set an ambitious goal like that and to be able to hit it in such a short amount of time, I'm super grateful. So thank you to each and every single one of you who listen every week. Thank you to those of you who have left a review, who've reached out on Instagram, who've been liking the post, just everything. I love you guys so much and I'm so grateful for your support. Now let's go ahead and get into this encounter that I had with God this past weekend. Um, I was going to talk about it on last week's episode, but I was so tired from this experience and from pouring out that it was just a lot and I had just needed a moment. But um, on a couple episodes back, I talked to you guys about just the pressure that I was dealing with um, in the season of my life with planning this event that God had me doing um, for my ministry. For those of you who are familiar with my backstory, which is completely outside this podcast, I do have a ministry called Made Whole and we had our first in-person experience. We've been running online for about three years. So this was the first time that we all met up in person. And God told me to put on this experience for us to come gather, be in his presence and be healed, activated and sent out. And when I tell you that everything that I was worried about, everything that I was stressed out about just went out the window. The way that God orchestrated every single detail of this event has literally blown my mind. I talked to you guys transparently about just the stress that I was experiencing that was really fighting against the peace that God had given me. Right. Like God had told me that he was going to work everything out. And I had so many people who had planned events before, like coming to me and telling me how expensive things were going to be and how stressful things were going to be. And I really fought to keep my peace. And I'm so grateful that I did. Now, of course, there were some moments where I was just like, God, like, when are you going to move? Like, I'm feeling this pressure. I'm tired. What's going on? But when we got there, the presence of God was so thick in the room. I mean, before we even started, we watched everything be set up the night before. And, you know, me and my team, we prayed over the space. And the next morning, everybody came in, they had breakfast and we got right into, you know, God moving. And it was just amazing to see what God can do with just one yes. The presence of God was so thick in the room. People were getting delivered and surrendering their hearts, right? It's one thing to go through deliverance. It's another thing for your heart posture to be changed, right? This wasn't an event where we were after a famous person or or a well-known speaker. This was an event where the people came here to see God. They were coming to 
cry out to God to receive, you know, what God had for them and how they could dedicate their lives. And I just think that that's such a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful for everything that God has done. And it's really taught me so much about obedience and why it is so important. I remember just a couple of years ago when I discovered the Blessed and Basta podcast, one thing Tatum will always say is that there are people attached to your obedience. And so while I had been seeing that virtually over three years, in person just hit different. To see each and every single one of those people come in and be a part of the vision that God has put on my life and to see like the timeliness of it, like how it was needed in that moment. It just shifted everything. And I've always been a person who's been radically obedient. Um, but this just lit such a fire under me. And it just reminds me of why it is so important to focus on God, to trust when he says that he's got you, to believe that he really does have a plan out for your life. And it's bigger than you could even imagine. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about that experience because It changed me from the inside out, really having to trust God in this way. I've never had to trust God on this magnitude before. And so listening back to a couple of episodes when I was transparently sharing the place that I was in versus the place that I'm in now, um, it's just so beautiful what God has done. And so last week's episode was a replay and it was talking about how long are you going to hide behind confirmation? And that message is so on time because many of us still have not moved on what God has told us to do. And we're like, God, I need more time. God, are you sure this is what you're telling me to do? God, this doesn't make sense. God, I don't feel prepared. And God is saying, I've given you everything that you need for today. I've given you everything that you need to make a step forward, to make a move. Time is really of the essence. This couldn't have been an experience that I happened next year or I had waited until the beginning of the year to start. This had to be an experience that happened this year because time is of the essence. And so we really cannot afford to be procrastinating. There are literally lies that are attached to our yes. And they're not waiting for us to be perfect. God isn't even waiting for us to be perfect. He's waiting for us to trust him, trust that he is the great I am, that he is the author and finisher of our lives, that he is the one who has plans to prosper us and not to harm us, that he is in control and we are not. So if you've been procrastinating on what God is telling you to do, I beg you to move because you have no idea what's attached to just what seems like a simple yes. It's not a simple yes. It is a yes that is necessary. So let's go ahead and transition into what we're actually going to be talking about today. And that is about switching your focus. Now, I'm talking about this because right after I finished this event, um, one of the things I struggle with is not celebrating or not sitting in the moment long enough. So I'll have something to do and it could be a big thing that I've accomplished. And maybe like 24 hours later, after I accomplish it, I just kind of move on to the next thing. It's a habit that I really have been trying to break and it's not something that I'm doing intentionally. I think it's just a learned behavior because I've always been someone who has just been a go-getter and just really like to finish things. And so after I finished this event, it's like maybe 24 hours after celebrating and really sitting with God, it's like I immediately went on to the next thing. 
I started focusing on what was on my to-do list next, what was on my obedience list next, the promises that hadn't come to pass yet. And I noticed that there was a huge shift in my mood. It's like where I was once in this place of joy and awe and just gratitude for God for what he had just done. All of a sudden, my mood had transitioned into a place of irritation and agitation, and I was annoyed and I felt my heart getting bitter because all I could focus on was what God hadn't done yet, right? Like I had an expectation that after I was obedient in a certain area, then everything else in my life was just going to just 100% shift. And so I found myself in this place of like disappointment because I was distracted by my emotions. The enemy was just priming me and speaking all these things about what hadn't happened yet. And so I began to take my focus off of God and put it on, you know, what the promises that hadn't come to pass yet. And I found myself really, really upset. And I couldn't understand why. And I began to talk to God and I was like, God, I know that you have plans to prosper me and not to harm me. I know that you're a good God. Like I have seen what you've done. I've seen all the things that you're doing in my life. And I don't understand where the disconnect is with me right now. I don't understand how I could just experience you in this miraculous way. And yet 24 hours later, be completely shifted on something else. And so I remember just sitting down and sitting still with God and just asking him to help me to understand what was going on in my mind. Like, what was the shift that I needed to make? Where was the attack coming from? And like, how can I get back in? I won't say right standing, but just in a place of peace with God. I feel like my peace had been stolen or rather I had really given it away to the enemy um, by allowing and entertaining those thoughts. And so God began first to talk to me about expectations. And I think I've talked about this in previous episodes before about how we have an expectation of how we want God to move. And when he doesn't move in that way, we become disappointed. Now, it does not mean that he does not move at all. It's just that we thought that he was going to move a certain way. And when that expectation was not met, all of a sudden we're disappointed. And because of that disappointment, now we're distracted and we can't even see how God came through. All of the time we are setting all of these mental expectations on God and he didn't even say that he would move in the way that we wanted to. He's never said that. He said that his word will not return back to him void, that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Those are promises that he's made, but he's never said that it was going to be in the way that we thought. And so God moved in a mighty way and it was definitely not in a way that I expected. But when I allowed my emotions to take over my mind, I was distracted from the way that God did come through. And so God really began to talk to me about emotional distractions. And there are some of us who have been in a weird place with God where we're like, we're trying to read the word and spend time with him, but our hearts are detached because our hearts are in a place of disappointment from our expectations. And that is happening because the enemy has been sending emotional distractions to take your focus off of God. Your emotions are not a great place to focus because they are fleeting. They go up and down. They're shifted by every circumstance that you're in. And so focusing on your emotions can cause you to be all over the place. And it can definitely have a huge impact on your peace and how you view God. 
And sometimes you may not be able to put your finger on it because you're like, I don't understand why I feel the way that I feel. I know what the word says. I've seen what you can do. But for some reason, my heart is somewhere else. And where your heart is the seat of your emotions, it's the seat of your appetites, it's your thoughts, it's your desires, all of those things, your emotions, they take place in your heart. And so we understand now why God tells us to guard our heart because our hearts can make an enemy out of God when God is on our side. He's our friend. He's our father. He's our provider, right? He's a promise keeper, a way maker. But when we entertain the thoughts of the enemy and we allow these emotional distractions to come in and choke the word, then all of a sudden we're looking at God like he's our enemy or we're looking at God like he didn't come through, like he's not faithful to perform his word. Like so quickly, are we able to take our eyes off of God? It blew my mind. I mean, I literally just had a supernatural encounter with the Lord, with all of these people who are now family, who God has brought into my life as a part of this vision. And here I was 24 hours later in a whole different place, battling all these emotions. It, it was just mind blowing to me how quickly I had taken my focus off of God. And so I wanted to bring this up today because it is so important and crucial that in this season where we are waiting on God to perform his word, that we keep our eyes fixed on him. We know from the word that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's after your peace. He's after the promise on your life. He's after your relationship with God. He's after all of these things. And so again, sometimes he sneaks in through our emotions and we think it's just us. But what it really is are these are emotional distractions. These are attacks on your peace. These are attacks on your mind. And if you do not get a hold of them, if you do not begin to cast down these thoughts and really sit down and remember who God is, then you will find yourself with a hard heart against God over a lie. And so the scripture that I want to share with you guys today is in Isaiah 26, verse three, and this is the amplified version. And it says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace. The one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you and in both inclination and character, because he trusts and take refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Now I'm going to read that same scripture again in a different translation. This one is in the New Living Translation. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now I love this scripture because it seems so obvious that we should keep our eyes on God but if God is taking the time to reiterate this to us, it is of importance because God knows how easily we can be distracted, especially by our emotions. And so I want to break this scripture down, you know, word by word, because you have to really understand what this scripture is saying in order to apply into your life. And so the first word that we're going to break down is that word keep. It says you will keep. Now to keep means to guard, to watch over, to preserve to guard from dangers, and to keep close. This is all, you can find these definitions using the Blue Letter Bible app, and it will really give you the Hebrew and the Greek um, definition. It's really important because the scripture has so much more weight than when we read it and we don't really use the Holy Spirit to understand and study this scripture. But again, that word keep means to guard, to watch over, to preserve, to guard from dangers, and to keep close. Now, the word peace in that scripture means completeness, soundness, 
And it also means peace from war. Now, that peace from war part really stood out to me because when you think about any time that you've ever taken your eyes off of God, more than likely you have probably experienced a mental war, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, whether it's something that is pulling you away from God, that is mental and emotional war. And so when we begin to trust and keep our eyes fixed on God, that means that he will guard us watch over us, preserve us, guard us from dangers, right? And keep us from these mental and emotional wars. If your eyes are fixed on God, you automatically have a heart of gratitude, right? You remember what God has done. You remember who he is. You remember what his word says. But the moment that you take your eyes off of him, all of a sudden you're going through these mental and emotional wars. And so the antidote to those wars, the solution is to put your eyes back on God. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes that is easier said than done, right? Sometimes your emotions can be so heavy that even getting to the word feels like a weight. Even getting in a heart posture to even pray can be a mental word because the enemy does such a good job at weighing on our emotions when we begin to entertain these thoughts. But this is something where you're going to have to make the decision to fight. I talk about this all the time about how The word is there as a tool, as a weapon, and it is the truth. But at the end of the day, we have to be the ones to apply it to our lives. When we pray and ask God for strength, we have to use his word, declare out of our mouth, and believe by faith that the strength is available. It's all decisions, right? It's a decision to fight against the mental war. It's a decision to fight and believe God despite what you see. These are all decisions that we have to make. God says in his word that he will keep us in peace for more. He will keep us in a place of soundness. He will guard and watch over us. That's his promise. But it's our job to believe him. It's our job to use scriptures like these to stand and to fight. The next part of that scripture says that all who trust in you. So it says you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. That word trust means to have confidence in God. There are some of us who may struggle with confidence in ourselves, but to trust means to have confidence in God. That means to believe that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. So when we put all of this together, what God is really saying to us is that when our minds are fixed on him, our minds as in our thoughts, our desires, and our emotions are focused on God. And by God, I mean his character, his history, and his word, his ability, right? All these things are God in himself. Then he will guard us from dangers. He will watch over us. He will keep us from harm and he will keep us from war, whether mental, emotional, physical, financial, whatever it is. That is a promise, but it's conditional. We have to focus on God before all of those things can be done. In order to be kept from mental and emotional ward, our eyes have to consistently be on God. And like I said, it sounds so simple um, when you think about it. But in that place where your emotions are really coming up against everything that God says that he is, it can feel like a battle. So that's, again, we have to come to that place where we have to decide who are we going to believe? Are we going to believe the enemy who is a liar and a manipulator of God's word? Or are we going to believe who God says he is? Are we going to believe what the word reveals about him? Are we going to believe what his history has proven true? Or are we going to sit in our emotions, which are never a good barometer of what God is doing? 
Again, we walk by faith and not by sight. So even when you're praying to God and you're asking him to do something, you have to open your heart up to the way that God is going to move. God never moves in the way that we think he will, but he says that he will move. He will not leave us nor forsake us. And so it's time for us to really put our attention back on. Think of those things which are good and lovely, like he says. Think on the things that you have for today. So often we're focused on what we need for tomorrow, what we need for next week, but we have to be in a place where we can trust God for what we need today. And that will eliminate so much of the mental warfare we go through if we just focus on what we have for today. That daily gratitude, that daily thankfulness, and just being aware of what God has already done is enough to keep you day by day. It really is. It says that we trust in the Lord always for he is our solid rock. As a solid rock, he is our shelter. He is our solid foundation. He is unmovable. He's not moldable and pliable where he changes his mind from moment to moment. No, like he's consistent. He's loyal and he's got us. And I just wanted to remind us. I really believe that God is just trying to remind us to trust him, even when you cannot see what he's doing, even when it seems like this place that you've been in has been familiar, even when it seems like there is no sight that the season that you're in is over, God is moving always. He's always working. Whether we can't see, hear, or feel like we used to, God is moving. Don't allow your emotions to rob you of your peace. God is giving you peace as a gift. He's giving you joy as a gift. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has the peace of God. Not everybody has the joy of the Lord. But God is giving you that as a gift. It's a gift to keep you uplifted while you're waiting on him to move. It's the gift that keeps you content even when your heart is desiring more. It's the gift that allows you to hold on to faith and hope while you're still waiting. And I just wanted to bring something else up. Being content doesn't mean that you can't believe God for what's next. You can be content and at peace where you are and still desire more. Right. God has said that he will do exceedingly above all that you can even ask or think, which means that you can dream. You can hold on to your faith. You can hold on to the promise that God has given you while also being in a state of rest because that state of being content is just trusting that God is God in your life and that he's in control of everything. And so as we come to a close, I just want to give you guys a couple of things that you can do if you feel like you've been in that place where you've been emotionally distracted and maybe your heart is growing a little hard or maybe you're growing a little anxious about waiting on God and it's affecting your relationship with him. Um, here are some things that you can do. Um, they all start with the letter R. I don't know why, but they just do. And so the first thing is to reflect. I want you to just sit down and actually write out how you're feeling. Get those thoughts from out of your head onto paper because it's something about seeing what's going on inside of your head that gives you a different perspective. It gives it some order and then God can begin to shine light on some things that you might not have seen before. All of a sudden, you may see how many things God has come through for in your life and then that heart of gratitude begins to be developed again, right? You may see and be able to identify where the lies of the enemy are coming from if you can actually you know, see it on paper. 
Um, and a great tool that you can use. I have a battle plan that allows you to do this in a, a nice organized format that you can download using the link in the show notes. But sit down and take some time and to reflect on what's actually going on in your head. Be a hundred percent honest. God already knows your thoughts. So there's no thought that you have that he's not aware of. So take this time to let it all out because it is so necessary for you to be able to see what's actually going on. The second thing that you want to do after you reflect is you want to remember. Remember what God has done for you in the past. Remember his history. And one quick way I like to do this is I'll either say out loud, God, I remember when dot, dot, dot. Or I'll even write it out sometimes. God, I remember when I was praying for this and now I'm walking in this. Or I remember when I didn't have this and now I have it. I remember when I thought you weren't going to come through and then you came through. And what that does is it helps you to put your focus back on God. It takes your focus off of the situation. And then you begin to go from a place of gratitude to worship, right? Worshiping God and honoring God for what He, who he is and what he's done. Then the third thing I want you to do is to repent. Repent for having an ungrateful heart. Repent for sitting in the distractions of the enemy. Repent for making an idol of whatever it is that God has promised you. Repent for having a hard heart and for, you know, accusing God of acting outside of his character. These are the things that we do unconsciously when our hearts become hard. Then the next thing that I want you to do is to renounce. You're going to renounce all the word curses that you spoke out of your mouth when you were in the height of your emotions. Y'all know how we get when we get upset. We start saying all types of things and more than likely we start speaking the complete opposite of what God has already promised us in our lives. And then the enemy is now using our words as permission to come in and to steal, kill and destroy. He's coming in with a permission to torment because we've given him license out of our mouths. So you need to go through and ask God to remember, help you to remember what you said so that you can now break those word curses. And that's as simple as saying, God, I renounce when I said that I felt like I'm going to be in this season forever. Go through that list and renounce each one of those things for everything that you can remember. And what that does is it closes those doors. It breaks those word curses so that they no longer produce fruit in your life. You can even go as general to start off with saying, God, I renounce any word curses that I spoke against what you were doing in my life. And I now replace that with, you know, a blessing. Start to speak the opposite of what you spoke. Start to speak the things that come into an alignment with what God has said about you and about your life. And the last thing that I want you to do is to repeat God's promises out loud. This is the time where you're going to use that battle plan, which is that free template you can get in the link in the show notes. And you're going to write down these scriptures that are in alignment with what God has promised you, what God has said about you. And you're going to repeat these day by day, because as you begin to look at the word, you're automatically going to be in a state where you are focused on God. God and his word are one. So when you're reading the word, you're meditating on God. You're meditating on his ability, his character, his history, right? All of these things help us to be in that place where our minds are fixed on God and we are in that perfect and constant peace that he has promised. So again, just to recap, you're going to reflect. You're going to remember what God has done. You're going to repent of anything that you've done that was not in alignment with God, even in your thoughts. You're going to renounce those word curses and you're going to repeat God's promises aloud. Once you do these things, you will find a shift in your emotions. You will find a shift in what you, how you view God. I'm telling you, right after I did this, 
I felt the joy come back to me. I felt the peace of God come over me because I really took the time to do that work. And it, it was never God. It was just an assumption and expectation and all of these lies that the enemy was just trying to drown out the voice of God with. So do these things, take them seriously, and you will really see a shift in your relationship with God. You will see a shift in your mood and you will see a shift in just the way that you walk day by day. You will remember that God is with you because he really is. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope this episode has been helpful for you all. Take some time to celebrate yourself. Remember where God has brought you from. It will bring you in such a place of gratitude. If you know someone who needs this episode, please text the link to them. Put the link on your Instagram, wherever it is, so that people can really just get back where they need to be with God. I love you all so much. Don't forget to download the link to the battle plan in the show notes. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode.